he's absolutely sexually attracted to Tora. I mean, he Tora one hundred percent. He'll just Tora never be part of his novel. Tora is part <laughs> of his novel. Right. He's paying attention. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of Midnight Poppyland. And today we are here with Ralu, Eileen, and Veronica. Hi, everyone. Hello. All right, so this episode, I feel sometimes like this episode was written for me because my favorite character <laughs> has a very big role here. And I want to thank you, Lily. I'm very gracious, grateful for your graciousness. It was a pleasure. Thank you. We've got a lot of points yes and and i'm very proud of him so let's let's go see what he does because he does some very non-quincy and very quincy like behaviors all at once i'm excited i'm excited to talk about that yeah because we haven't seen quincy really not very much and we haven't seen him killing it like this yeah so oh, this nice. is officially clan business and we've never seen him I mean, we've seen instances like office clan business but not action clan business Mm-hmm. so it's, it's interesting yeah he's adorable so um, we start out with his perspective he's down in the in the parking lot and uh, he's thinking they know that's Tora's car but not mine and must be someone he bullied on the road to come take revenge <laughs> <laughs> which also just shows do you remember like the first time we saw Quincy the relationship was you know Tora was bullying him so it's yeah. like, that's his thing. He's like the little brother and he's always been bullying, bullied by Torah. And he's always been, you know, the weak one and like pushed around and it's just in his head. Can I just say, I love that even in this, his car is parked badly. Yes. <laughs> it's like, she just can't, it's like, it's just like, she'll never let him park well, except for that one time. Well, better he, you know, he's perfect, but he can't be that perfect, you know. Exactly. He has to have a flaw. Us- the flaw is he can't be bothered <laughs> with parking correctly. No, he will not be bothered. He, he, he used to drag race, so he does know how to drive. Well. Oh yes. Right. So, he, but he just driving he, and parking are not the same. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> no, and he will park anywhere. Like we don't, we don't care. At yeah. All. I think that's that's the attitude parking. Like I don't give a right. shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the road is my is my road is my is my business. I don't I don't give two cents where I park or how I park. Yeah. Yep. And we see a little flashback of Quincy, you know, checking out the tire, and we see that it's flat. And Quincy has the nerve to say, "Dear Lord, you're as flat as Cordelia's chest, you poor old gal." That is so <laughs> rude, Quincy. Why you gotta point it out like that? Oh my gosh. He's so mean. Like, why did you have to do our flat chest with ladies like that? Come on, bro. Because you brought Gal to the car, not to Cordelia. To the to the tire, your poor old gal. Yeah, so. but he but he compared but, it to her chest. Yeah. I'm like, damn, bro. That <laughs> and the joke, the in the previous joke that um is somebody who takes revenge on <laughs> I think it's just his uh his way of coping with the situation. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, I mean 
uh, he, he doesn't want to acknowledge that they are in big trouble and that <laughs> there are people shooting after them. So uh, tries to deflect in some way. Yeah, for sure. He definitely needs to like mm. throw some jokes to make him like yeah. less nervous about the situation that he's in. Mm-hmm. He's I feel I feel like Blinky not actually also, built for this. Yeah, I feel like he's the one that is when things get awkward or weird, he'll be like the one that says like a very inappropriate joke. To yeah. you know, he'll get so awkward that will be like he'll just like start laughing or doing inappropriate things. Just to break the tension. We also haven't seen Cordelia in a while. And last time that we talked about Cordelia, you know, she mentioned she was a lawyer and there was definitely some shadiness. So I'm sure she'll come back at some point. There's like so many loose threads that have to get woven Mm. in, you know, it's like. Last time we saw her name mentioned was when Tora asked you to look into her when he was in Moonbright. Yeah. So Maybe we'll get Intel and Cordelia at the same time that we get Intel, you know, with the, today is the picture that he sends with the cat lady. <laughs> yeah. How long ago would you say Moonbright was now? Uh, in their world. world. <laughs> Not I have no idea. A few weeks? A week? Two weeks? Something Watch, like it's probably like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I cannot keep track. I, I really... I, I, I think it's really hard. I, I think it would be like, uh, I mean, if we go back when they went to Moonbright and then they came back. Let's track it backwards. So they spent a few days at uh, Felicia Bay before mm-hmm. rescuing Louise. So they, they took like one day, one day and one night to rescue Louise. Mm-hmm. Then prior to that, they spent like two days at Felicia Bay. Yeah. Prior to that, Poppy was attacked in her apartment. Yeah. Uh, so there. Another, that, that weekend she, she moved in to, to the house that Tora bought. Yeah. So another two days. And before she was attacked, she came from Moonbright. Tora brought her from Moonbright, right? Yeah, I think I think it was. We could so it's about a week, maybe, a week and a half. Like maybe yeah, three weeks. It's only been overall. about a week and a half. Wow, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so he's sitting there in the car. He's already, and he's he has a very worried look on his face. He's like, "What's taking tourists so long? I hope they're fine." But um. <laughs> It's so funny. And then he's just like blushing and just enjoying himself all by himself. He's just enjoying his memories. And he's like, those two are too pure for the world. He's crying. He's so cute. <laughs> I don't know what made him think that. Yeah, me too. Okay. It just it like came out of nowhere. Like, does he think that they're like doing something? I think he's just think thinking he's about be- them and he's just such a sweetie pie and he's so happy that Tora is in a relationship that he's just like, oh, like, yeah, even though they are in a very anxious and dire situation, he's still taking the time to like kvell in their joy and be like, oh, I'm so happy he's together. Yeah. That, yeah. Good old, that good old blind optimism that mm. Tora was, was talking about with Poppy at coffee shop, you know, that he's at, you know, at the very essence, you know, he's a very good person too. 
and you'll you'll try to find the positive in any situation i think mm -hmm. yeah and he says my heart and he takes his phone buzzes and he sees that um he sent a message a few minutes ago be careful they're waiting outside torah now five and it still says sending torah five just now 545 says um five thirty five eight a.m by the way which you know we were wondering what time it is like these poor guys have not barely quincy slept a little bit torah and poppy didn't sleep at all this is this is just lack of sleep all around yeah, I think I think Quincy is the one that has gotten the most sleep <laughs> out of the three of them. <laughs> yes. So, so if anything, it's actually good that he's the one driving. Yeah, yeah but it's not yeah. nearly enough for his needs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his sleep deprivation talks now. Like my God, they are too pure for this world. Like he's still in, he's still not fully awake. Fully awake. Yeah. Who knows? And Torah asks, still here? And he says, lift two, entrance, count of five. So he's like, of course, Torah, in like curt and brief. Doesn't waste any words. Why should he? Mm -hmm. Also, if you, I don't know about you, but if you have a message that you have to give me like right now, call me. How would, why do you think I check my messages every second? Like, this is just like very, very risky. So well, maybe he just doesn't want to be heard yeah that, that like within fun. like so they'll know which elevator he's in or i don't know maybe also, he has voice over text you know like he just speaks the message but it translates into text so that he doesn't have to type it in wait waste time type it in well whatever the case is he's very i don't know that, that's, right just, away. <laughs> that's just an idea that came right now but it doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, Quincy now sees that his message was not sent. So like he doesn't, Tora did not get the message that they're waiting outside. So now Quincy looks up on his car and he sees two people with guns right outside the elevator entrance. And he's like, holy shit. And he, we, we go further and they're like, ready and armed. They're ready to shoot. And he's like, holy shit. Holy yeah. shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Shit, shit yeah. got real weird very fast for him. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is panicking. Panic face. I love his panic face. Like <laughs> he's completely freaking out. You you can feel the adrenaline rising just by the panel with holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, by the lights, <laughs> by the 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 speed. Uh, it's like nothing else is in his mind right now. Yeah. Like he just can't think of anything else other than holy shit holy shit holy shit and and it's so good because he's transmitting his anxiety to us you know yes you know it's like oh my god and and you feel for him too because you start to realize these people have guns i mean not just guns they have rifles and you know i'm just he's just sitting there you know he doesn't have any weapons we know that he's not very uh open to violence so he knows. Though, so what are the odds of him being trained? Oh, he is for sure. And, and have, I bet he has like a really good shot. I I, I, I could see the opposite. I could see him like missing every single thing. <laughs> you know? No, I see him I, being a really good shot only because he's just like, it was so embedded in him because you honestly think that 
Vince would let him just be total shit at it. I agree with Vero. And I actually have a, I've been thinking about that since I saw his scar on his eye. Remember that Quincy grew up with Tora and with basically Tora's group of kids. Now we know that he was exposed to a different lifestyle because of who he is. But I think when he was growing up, he wanted so much to be part of, of the group, to have yeah. that, that brotherhood, that sense of friendship. So I do believe that Quincy may have experienced not only Torah's training afterwards, because he is who he is and he needs to be prepared. Uh, we were talking about that in the last episode. And, but I also think that scar has a lot of significance for Quincy. And I'm very intrigued of what the story behind that scar and how he got that scar. Because I do think that it was done in a very violent way. And I think that it may have had uh, an impact on how he views violence from that moment Mm. forward. So I don't think that Quincy is as squeaky clean as we think. I I do believe that his reaction, his visceral reaction to violence could be maybe a trigger or 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 some form of, of PTSD that he suffered from before. Who knows? Uh, but I do think that he is trained and that you know he can be violent when when it when it needs to be out of him to be violent. Well, it's just not something that he chooses to do. In the episode with the elders meeting, right? He said, uh, "We looked up to you, Dad." referring to him and Torah. So I can imagine that sometime during his teen years or even later, uh, he tried to impress Vincent or, uh, I don't know, uh, please him. And I'm guessing that he tried to copy Torah in lots of uh, activities, including driving, including shooting, including uh being in that uh, RS Street uh, Kings gang and acting uh like the other thugs more or less just to blend in just to be that's speculating but I can see him acting this way uh as for the yellow car I think I uh it was in the first a few episodes when he bought it on a whim, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an impulse buy. Yeah, it was an impulse buy. Because he but didn't want to take a taxi. What I wanted to point out in these panels is that the masked um, men, I don't know, individuals, they are not looking after Quincy. Mm-hmm. No. They are not chasing Quincy. Mm-hmm. And They're not chasing Quincy. Yeah, they he are waiting. Not target. He's not the target. He's not the mark. It's Tora and Poppy who, who are going down, but they don't care <laughs> where is Quincy. Yeah, a little and, short-sighted and, of them. You would think they would think like he's the getaway driver. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, and that's so good that you pointed that out, Raluca, because now that if we look at that from a process of elimination then if they don't care about Quincy and Tora is just that fucking bodyguard, we have our mark. Poppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Poppy, Poppy is the mark. Hmm. Yeah. It's not Quincy, it's not Tora. Hmm. 
Now, do you think that she's the mark because it was put out there that she had the notebook and so she has this large bounty on her head? Or because That's of contributions that go back to Moonbright that she doesn't know about? Oh, yeah. So th these are the two the two threads, the two reasons that they might be after Poppy. One would be uh, because she is numbered and they uh, now traced her back to Quincy's apartment and uh, they want the bounty, but they already look like they are uh, part of a rich organization. So mm -hmm. not necessarily, I don't think it's something that has to do with the government because they are too casual in killing. And they're definitely, they come across as mercenaries. Yes, they come across as mercenaries. They're definitely, they're not, they're not uh, again. Personal. They have resources, they have resources for helicopters, they have resources for speedboats. If we uh, remember the break-in at Poppy's apartment, they, they left on a speedboat. Mm -hmm. uh, they have tactical gear, they have weapons, uh, they are all dressed the same, they have ranks. So yeah. it's a mercenary organization, a mercenary company. It can be uh, another clan, or a richer or more powerful clan. We don't know that. No, I feel like they were there. I, I personally think that they are soldiers for hire that yeah. don't work for any clan, they just work for money. Mm. They're they're soldiers of fortune. That's what they are. I mean, which then like circles back to like Poppy's, or not Poppy's, but Tora's mom, who was an assassin. So I wonder if it's like same organization, just obviously not Tora's mom. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but but makes you wonder. Somebody work them, for the right? same organization Tora's mom used to work for mm -hmm. when she was an assassin. That would be a very cool tie-in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. that would be that would be nice. And we also heard from the lady that Tora fought in the last episode uh, when she said, "Sorry, boss, I'll have it by heart." So we know that she has a boss. So she's working for someone. Mm -hmm. We don't know who that someone is, but you know, it could be. What if it's Tora's mom? And she <laughs> runs like a crazy successful, like, you know, group I mean, of and mercenaries. I thought we, that, that, that she was pulling Tora's apart, half sister. We put we put our the Lulu theory out there and our the our the Lulu theory, you know, you know, had had Tora's mom being part of of a, if it's not a clan, then at least uh, a, a family that's, that was powerful. We already know that from, you know, the connection that they have uh, with Ulan and everything, that they are a powerful family. Yeah. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that mm -hmm. it could be uh, a clan and that Tora could be related to that clan, either by blood or by something else. It could be Poppy. Remember that we still have all those breadcrumbs uh, floating around of who she really is. Is she really a Wilkes? Uh, what's the story behind her family? We know that her mom left. We can assume that it was because her mom, you know, didn't want like the small country life. She wanted to, you know, be a, a, a big corporate 
and who knows what if Poppy's mom leaving turned her into the leader of another clan who knows you know a, a, a smart woman an ambitious woman that can climb that ladder can definitely become someone very dangerous to contend with and maybe she's trying to bring Poppy into the fold because it's her daughter who knows I mean at this point <laughs> As we have so here. many so many loose threads every time every time I think of that approach I'm like Poppy's mom or whatever send a letter send a phone make a phone call knock on the door there are less aggressive ways to reconnect with your daughter <laughs> than yeah. having than having a mass person just basically attack your daughter like that's not maybe that the most you know a gentle approach <laughs> uh, but at, at this point I think we are kind of like reaching uh if you see this past episodes like everything has been developing kind of like at an accelerated pace and I do believe that there's going to come a point we can get into that a little bit more into the the episode but I do think that we have uh, kind of maybe a reckoning coming in mm -hmm. uh, or at least some clarification on some of the breadcrumbs that we've had uh for this time but yeah it's, it's definitely someone with resources and power that we can definitely put down on that list yeah. from where it's coming from we don't know yeah so Quincy to his credit by the way if you notice even as he's saying holy shit holy shit he has put his hands on the on the wheel where previously he was holding his phone so he's yeah. kind of like doing it really quickly probably without thinking so he puts his hand on the wheels and then you see him slam his his foot on the on the, the gas while he's still saying holy shit holy shit holy shit holy shit it seems like it's this <laughs> training it seems like it's um Kind of like an automatic reaction like he's not really mentally deciding or processing he's just like instinctively doing this and yeah. he's rrr, rrr, and he's just like holy shit holy shit holy shit and we see the two people with the rifles just like looking up at him and because they <laughs> we're not paying attention as we said and they are <laughs> totally blindsided and quincy's just revving up the car and slam <laughs> wow yeah he's just okay, okay, I have to, say, to them he managed to slam into them without slamming into the wall, unless they like maybe moved a little bit up ahead because they maybe were walking, but like they're right by the wall. That's like a lot of effort to like slam into them really hard without then slamming into the wall. It's like a foot behind them. <laughs> and you can see splatters of blood. So you know that he meant it, like he went full out. Oh, yeah. like, like you see them flying. Like that know. was, that was a decision made in the, uh... Uh, let's say the last the last resort the the single thing that he could have done because he's not armed he's he doesn't have anything else uh, any other means to warn Torah and even if he would have warned Torah it would have been already too late so yeah was he he probably saved both of their lives right now oh absolutely he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it so much Closing his, uh, closing his eyes and running two people over. Yeah. <laughs> he saves the day. Well, I think his eyes, they, we can't tell no, if he closed his eyes. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He says later, you think I looked? Oh, okay. I That's hilarious. It's like killing a spider, but like, oh, I can't do it. Wasn't even looking. Yeah, he says later in the panels. Okay. I'm so impressed. And the, the most hilarious part is that then the elevator goes ding and... Quincy and Poppy, you know, I'm sorry, Tor and Poppy step out and they don't know at all. They're like, 
oh look there's our car service just parked in, right in front of the elevator waiting for us <laughs> oh you know what? so it looks like the, the two people actually did move up because if you see whatever he's not by the wall he's right in front of the door so mm -hmm. oh my god they have no clue poppy's like quincy made it wow and, and you can see and you can see that they've been running like she, she's this disheveled like she's probably sweating like she's a mess oh yes and and torah is definitely not a mess <laughs> well his hair is always messy so you know doesn't change he's the most, he's the most beautiful mess <laughs> <laughs> well i mean also like he works out and does cardio all the time like poppy doesn't run for like a living but he probably trains every day so <laughs> yeah he's not gonna break a sweat with running <laughs> unlike us mere mortals <laughs> no good while doing all that <laughs> oh my god poor quincy they just see you just see them looking at him in the car and he's shaking and he's like, he's like you're okay you're okay well done quincy. i love it he's giving himself a pep talk He's like, you're okay, Quincy. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> Just like patting himself on the back. Okay, uh, but let's be honest. What he did was really scary. Yeah. Oh yes. I don't know if any of you ever kill someone. No. <laughs> oh, kill someone. No. Uh, if you ever hit somebody, some some something with the car. No, I can't. I, I rear-ended someone once. Unfortunately, yeah, I did once uh, a very large dog. So uh, it's scary in itself, just the 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 bump, just the the hit itself. Mm -hmm. Imagine that being two people. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I understand why now he's he's on adrenaline. Quincy is Quincy is uh, uh, running on uh on every every second he he's he lives in the present but once he cools down and he realizes what he what he did it's not going to be pretty mm -hmm. yeah That's he also true. you know he values human life even if that human life is like out to kill his friends he he still would feel terrible that he had to do that it's not something that he wants to do and if he can't just fall asleep at night and be like oh yeah today was a great day so I wonder if we'll, what we'll, we'll see from that. Do you think he's ever with like himself, not like made the order, but do you think he physically himself has ever killed someone before or would this be his first time? I don't think so. I do. Okay. I think he, I think he has killed before. And I, I think, think that's so? why, yeah, I think he has killed before. Maybe not a lot. Maybe it was just that one time. But I do think he has experienced that trauma. And I think that's why he understands Tora so well and mm -hmm. why he he protects Tora so well and why he's so adamant when he was talking to Poppy to make sure that she knew that Tora had a moral code mm -hmm. and, and that he did not enjoy what he had to do. And, yep. and the only way that you can feel that kind of compassion maybe and that kind of empathy especially when it comes to something as as serious as taking a life. Mm -hmm. I think it would he would be someone who has experienced that before. Yeah, because he did it. say, he did mm -hmm. say when he told Poppy we you know, both that do. he is a hitman and that he kills people, he said, we both, we both do. do. Yeah, we, we both, both do. do. So it's like, 
Honestly, that does tell me he doesn't just give the orders. It's not that he's just given the orders. He's physically done it before, whether he wanted to or not. Something tells me every time he's done it, if he's done it numerous amounts of times in the past, it's always been with severe reluctance and because he had no other choice. I agree with you on this. If he has ever killed someone before that, before this moment, I think he did it by being forced to. Mm -hmm. Either by uh, his father. I can definitely see Vincent putting Quincy, giving a, a direct order to kill someone. Yeah, because like, how is it that you get that crest? The Baldwin crest. And he has two. And he has two. One well, because he's an heir, but it could be the second one could be because it was an earned crest. That they are, he has two because he's heir to both clans. Also. Yeah, but why would he have a Baldwin crest symbolizing the, you know, Altman clan? Like he wouldn't, he would have one that signifies his mother's clan, his maternal clan, not just his paternal clan. So something tells me that one is an heir crest mm-hmm. and then the other one is an earned crest. That's good thing. That's for, and it, and still, even for him, they're both hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see, I think uh, Sarge and Claude have the, the mark in their necks, the same as Sora. I, yeah. I think so. But he is, but he has one over his heart and then another one on his arm. I think that was the placement that really put it. I um, think Claude has no mark, no vis- no no visible mark. It's not the only other person that I've seen the crest on was on Shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other the Claude doesn't have one. At least right. not the seen. Yeah. I was trying to remember. I remember Shark, but I didn't I wasn't really sure about Claude. But either way, on both him and Tora, it's visible. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, when Tora shows it to the thugs, you yeah. know, and they, they, they understand immediately, like, oh, this is a lead. So that symbol on a person means a rank. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe for Quincy, one of the tattoos, like you said, Vero, it could be like it's a representation of his clan, his family, his familial alliance to the clan and the other could be that he's also elite yeah i think the place of the tattoos also mean the rank i mean we know that he has athletic abilities he caught those those like binders super quick when poppy almost dropped them so he's very agile he's got quick reflexes yeah Yeah. he's trained i'm sure i'm sure he's trained I think I think Quincy is trained. We just don't see it because he's like a cinnamon roll at the same time. Yeah. You know, yeah. like his instinct is to be soft and delicate and prim, but you know, it was been forced in him to not be. So he has he has both, you know. He has to counterbalance a lot of dark shit in his life with blind optimism and yeah. Positivity, toxic positivity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is definitely something I think that he and Poppy have in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She acts the same just mm-hmm. when she wants to hide her 
her traumas, she she puts up a brave face and starts joking. Remember, remember that our girl likes to sharpen knives <laughs> to soothe herself. I know sharpening knives is just so therapeutic. Yeah, <laughs> and I I am not gonna forget that little detail about our girl. <laughs> yeah. I, because I know deep down that means something. <laughs> Whether it is that she's very good with knives, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. All right. So now we see the elevator is coming down again. It says level three is coming down. And Torah looks at it and notices it. And he says, let's go. And if you notice at the same time, he's protecting Poppy's head with his hand. <laughs> Always. Oh, wait. <laughs> He's in bodyguard mode right now. Mm -hmm. And Quincy's like, hurry, get in. I was so worried for the both of you. Oh, And Tora's basically like pushing her in. And then at this point, you notice. Well, okay. And Tora asks him, he, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, but I think I killed a few people by accident. By accident. <laughs> by accident. accident on purpose. <laughs> Ah, well, it was. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love his question. He's like, kill? You're sure? How many? <laughs> and he's like, how am I supposed to know these answers? How you am know, I supposed to know if I think I accidentally killed them? By Torah's reaction, we can we can speculate that Quincy never never killed anybody still. Because Tora is very surprised. Really? You? You killed? <laughs> I know. His face is very surprised. Yeah, but it so could just be because it's not something that you still expect from him. Even if he has. You know, you don't expect that to happen just because he doesn't, you know, Quincy doesn't have an appetite to do that. Like, he doesn't have the stomach for it. But it doesn't mean he's never done it. It's just that it's not something that you would expect him to do. So it's like, really? You did that? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and he also says, like, I killed a few people by accident. So yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. specify that it was these motherfuckers that were lurking in the background that are part of the bad guys. He, so I, I can... I can maybe think of Tora going like, wait, hold on, people, accident? Well, like, how many? <laughs> like, how's the like, cleanup? Why would you like, just I mean kill some random people by accident? Yeah, he didn't specify that, like, they're armed and in military clothes, tactical gears, and that they were, you know, like going so to kill you. He didn't say that. Just killed a few people. <laughs> just a few. Yes. Interesting because By accident. So, so his intention was not to kill them. No, no, I don't think that was ever his intention. It was just to like maim. Yeah, slow them down. Yeah. Also, it's interesting it's because nice. he says that because then that makes him feel less guilty. Yeah. I don't think yes. he wants to live with the fact. Oh, I I set out to kill these people and I killed them. I think he's like. No, pushing I, away I, I in just, any way possible. I just to eliminate the danger, and maybe they got killed by accident, but I didn't want to kill them. That's yeah, it. yeah. I think yeah. For him, it's all about the intention. The intention was I didn't mean to, and if they did, it was an accident. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I I also hope that Torah is smart enough to realize that 
to assume that these people were malevolent actors. Like, I don't think Tora is going to think like Tora, Quincy just killed, you know, random people waiting for the elevator. I hope Tora is smart enough to recognize that they were bad yeah. guys. So Quincy reacts like my children when they when they play and they hit themselves. They say they hit each other by mistake. And, and you're like, I know you didn't do that by mistake. You no, see? no, no. They, they really did it by oh. mistake. They, they are always like, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. But they they were playing rough games like they were fighting. Yeah, they were being rowdy. They just the one that they just the one that blame. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's the same. It's the same attitude, and we see it in Quincy, a grown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which makes which makes you think like, what would happen if Quincy were to be interrogated by the police? <laughs> you would. <laughs> you you realize oh, the like the nervous blabber, like <laughs> like the lawyer would be like, shut up, shut. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> actually you know what no i think that's when boss quincy would come out you think so i think so i think that that's when cool collected boss quincy will come out and then he'll just be like oh my gosh i just did that after all. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and he would just freak out afterwards yeah it would be like okay quincy no has to act and he has to show up and he has to make that face where he's boss quincy yeah. He's really good at it. He plays that role. Like he slips into it really, really well. And then he lets himself have his panic attack later. Right. You know, like, so I think that if he were ever questioned by the police, he would actually handle it really suave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then sure. just break down and afterwards. Such a panic afterwards. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good observation. And that's the same thing that he did now. He did what he had to do on the moment. Like he will definitely vomit in a trash can later. Absolutely. He will vomit in a trash can later. He's just not going to do that when he knows he needs to be collected enough to get them away. He's going to have his, he's, he's already freaking out, but he's going to have his really bad freak out moment at some other point. Yeah. About what he just said. And you can see that he's still freaking out because Tor's like, Oi, the fuck are you waiting for? Let's go. Like, let's go, come on, because he just wants to like talk about it. And um, Poppy is squeezed in on Tora's lap, and she's just like, she's you know still recovering, still panicking. Like I know, I know. And Poppy, sorry, Quincy's like I know, I know. God damn it, how do you reverse this thing? Of course, he's at this point now. He's like just back to being in inept and unfamiliar, and you know probably the the anxiety is not allowing him to think so clearly his brain is not braining right now not at all not in any capacity he's like i don't even know how to use this car <laughs> yeah no. and now and torah and poppy are just like squeezed in because this is a sports bar it doesn't even have a back seat it's so useless it's ridiculous that's that's the only good thing about this type of sports car like it's it's a two-seater but the like the space from the the two at the front is usually like a lot of space mm-hmm. so it's like you can fit but that's basically all you can fit okay so this moment in the car is like in every other romance novel when there's only one bed and they one have to swing them together because they both have to make it somewhere 
But you know, yeah, there's only one bed. This is the romance novel's one bed moment. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what this is. That's hilarious. Yeah, and Tora's <laughs> dumping and he's blushing. And then he like kind of whispers to her, sorry, sweetheart, a little cramped in here. And she's like, I, I noticed. But did you notice? Did you notice? yeah that's the he was you know he had to grab his you know emotional support booby yes so that's what she's saying she hadn't noticed and you if you see the the panel before that he has his hand kind of like right here mm -hmm. and then he just sort of becomes like and then he goes like this He's like, oh, sorry, he's like, oh, sorry. I just realized what I did with my hands. Yeah, I just, uh -huh. I just what went I into with... my emotional support booby mode. Yeah, emotional <laughs> support booby mode. You know, yes. it's like I, I needed my little teddy bear and my emotional and support booby. See how he's just like removes his hand, like, oops, just kidding. Yeah, yeah you see that he's, he has there like is. a little face going in, like, oops, sharp. <laughs> and she's like I, I I just noticed like and you can interpret that I just noticed in many ways it could be like I just noticed we're, we're cramped up or I just noticed like you were kind of like stealing my boobie but <laughs> either way it's like a very awkward moment for both of them and and you can see also like the physicality of of them both she just noticed because she was sitting in his lap yeah exactly <laughs> it's hard not to notice no obviously that yeah. too it's hard not to notice. He's a big boy, as I we mean, have already established. He's noticing while she's sitting on his Not his hand placement. It's definitely not just his hand placement. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, he, because he's still he's in his great book. moment with and, not with your hands. And no, that's I mean, actually very Tora good. is literally because... in his gray sweatpants. You feel everything through gray sweatpants, okay? <laughs> you notice yeah. everything through gray sweatpants. And you can see that she's more dirty than him. And because he's like, oops, sorry, I grabbed your boob. But she's like, yeah, I noticed, I noticed. And so, and you know that she's noticing what Raluca is saying. Like she's noticing other things. I don't think she noticed the, the boob grab. Mm -hmm. So yeah. she's a lot more dirtier than, than he is. <laughs> she reads a lot in the She's also realizing at this moment that it is the one bed moment in the romance novels that she reads. Okay. Um, the like, difference is that mm -hmm. in the one bed moment they don't have gun attackers on it. That's true. <laughs> you know, Quincy might use this as fodder later for his, you know, Oh, it's fodder. definitely fodder. Behind the curtains with a gun machine in it. <laughs> He's like, do you remember when he was like uh, uh office tries yes. in the closet? <laughs> right now in his mind he's like getaway car <laughs> guns shooting sexual tension of the room <laughs> yep yeah. so well the elevator has arrived it goes ding once again level one and out steps another masked person with uh actually a smaller gun and the person starts shooting the cars they like popping in at the back of the car and Tor's like <laughs> and quincy's like i'm trying i'm trying go <laughs> And I think that was Poppy. And now we have a masked person in front. He's trying to reverse. They're looking backwards. Um, <laughs> there's more the people. Mask. There's the two people on the floor. And then there's like two other people who are shooting. One's right next to the car. And so he's verring. And then it's like just popping out real fast. 
again ver and then you have the person looking and I think what are they doing? And again, you see them, and again, you see them like they're so bad. But you have to question yourself like, do they, do they, what are they shooting? Are they shooting to stop them or are they shooting to kill? Yeah. Well, you you really can't tell. You really can't tell. But, you know, because you have, you know, in the last panel, you, you have the person that is coming kind of like up front. And then you see that they have another person like right next to where Quincy is driving, but he's not shooting. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. others are shooting at the back of the car, right. but he that is right next to Quincy's window, like he's not shooting. Like you would think that he would shoot. Yeah. It was just in, he was, he was in motion. I mean, he could. Have. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A part of me thinks a part of me thinks that they're not actually trying to kill Poppy, but take Poppy. Right. Because if they were trying to kill Poppy, why didn't Mask do the first Mask dude that went into her house? Why didn't he kill do that? Her. He tied her up, though. Mm-hmm. Instead, he tied her up, which meant but he was going to take her to a second location. But at the time, she wasn't numbered. She wasn't numbered. Yeah. No, she wasn't yeah. numbered. Actually, exactly. You know what? Good point. Yeah. Take it back. I don't think these people are after her because she's numbered. Because yeah. they were going after her before that. And they were just trying to kidnap her before that. So I you don't think it. they're trying. I don't think they're trying to kill her. I think they're trying to take her. They also don't yeah, know who is. And I think they I don't, don't know, and they don't know who Tora is. They don't mind killing Tora. They don't mind killing the bodyguard yeah. whom has now saved her twice. And they don't care who Quincy is. And they don't, and they don't care, care who Quincy, Quincy is. Yeah, and if it, so if it was it a really mafia is, thing, like, they should know that. Who are these people and who who's who are who are these people that are making that are like hired or set out to like pick her up? Because she's definitely still the mark, but I don't think they're out to kill her. They're out to just, they, their whole role is like to extract and bring to second location. Mm -hmm. Not to kill. Because yeah, you're right. Like why, why didn't they, why didn't this guy who has a rifle shoot at the windows? Mm -hmm. Because it increases the odds of them accidentally hitting her. When they they're first, not trying to kill her, they're just trying to slow them down so they can get her out of the car. One thing that doesn't align is when they broke in, when the intruder broke in in her apartment, that happened before she came home. So, the Moonbright, no, in her apartment, in Poppy's oh. apartment, we, we were talking about. That maybe when they went to her apartment, they were looking for something, and yeah. then she just she just happened to come in, and we know that they didn't want to hurt her because they tied her up, and she was mm-hmm. actually able to nick one of them. So mm-hmm. now we're <laughs> kind of like looking at everybody's hands from this mm-hmm. moment forward. Like I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a scab <laughs> every time. Like every time a new character comes in, I'm like, let me see them piggies. Let me see that. <laughs> so we know, we definitely know that they were looking for something. She came in, they tied her up. They didn't want to hurt her 
we don't think. And then obviously she was not numbered at this point. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. You with Patty as well, and I think I did in the previous podcast, I don't remember. But mm -hmm. um, when they went uh, at Poppy's apartment, uh, after the break-in, the photography with uh, her parents was missing. Mm -hmm. So the theory at the time was that they were looking, well, at least that's my theory. I don't know if it makes any sense, but uh, maybe they were looking into who exactly Poppy is. Maybe they were looking for proof of who she is. Uh, so they, I don't think they were looking for the notebook at the, at that time. Uh, but when the episode came out, everybody was uh, was saying that they were looking for the notebook. That's what I thought as well. But yeah. later, they were probably looking for something to confirm that Poppy is the the person they want. Yeah, and uh, the photo with uh, in the photo there there were two pictures one with her grandmother and one with her mother and father yeah so i think with this episode yeah you know, like vero and you said ralu that it, it was kind of like confirmed that it wasn't it's not tora and it's not quincy that they're after mm, at yeah. this point because they they obviously don't show any kind of Interest in Quincy. Interest in Quincy. And Tora is just, you know, that bodyguard that, you know, get rid of him. You know, he's right. an obstacle. Mm -hmm. Is it me? Is it my turn? Uh, yeah, just Almost. a second. So yeah, so Quincy basically he okay. reverses and slams into even more people. And then he shoots out of there. It's really cute. It's like those, the car just flies up. It's like a movie, you know, like, it's just really cute. It's adorable. And you can see that guy in the ground, like, Fuck, he's gonna he's gonna ran me over again and he goes slam uh -huh. he backs it up and hits him again <laughs> yes quincy i mean at that <laughs> point he's it. Gotta be, he's, he, he, there's no way that that dude could have survived being hit by a car twice <laughs> like no he definitely he definitely was another guy. at least that time <laughs> yeah those were definitely last words that was not like, that was yeah <laughs> That was like, fuck. <laughs> Maybe that was the one in the back. All right, Ellie, take over. All right, so we are out already and we see that there are cops all around the building. Mm -hmm. And Quincy say no one's following. Looks like they aborted the mission, but we're still surrounded by a lot of cops as we see on the next panel. Mm -hmm. And Quincy's kind of crawling in the streets. And he's like, geez, this place is crawling with cops. No thanks to me. <laughs> and, like, and then Poppy comes. <laughs> he's, like, he's making jokes like, look at me. I call the cops. It's me. And Poppy is like, she's over it. And she's like, like your flashy sports car is crawling right now. <laughs> and, I know. And, and crawling it's right. It's like you're in a all over it. Uh-huh. It's it's covered it has in blood, blood it has gunshots and cracks and gun <laughs> holes. Yes, let's crawl this bright yellow sports car covered with all this stuff yeah. just down fast. Any attention whatsoever. No one's paying attention yeah. to us. No Not at all. And the fact that it's a canary yellow, you know, it's just like 
a pop of color. <laughs> exactly. Could we be more in your face? We don't think so. Mm -hmm. And then we see that people are, you know, that neighbors are outside. So we kind of see how this whole debacle has really escalated. They're like, it's not, it wasn't just a shopper, the, the chopper. We heard gunshots everywhere, even the basement parking lots. Uh, and our children on their way to school. Okay, so one second. It's five thirty-five a.m. What How time do exactly? I wake my kids up at six a.m. to go to school, so I can relate to that. Wait, what's yeah, that? Yeah, that's I, I, you waking them, not sending them off. They haven't well, been sent off to school yet. They're just being woken up. Like, how yeah. are they on their way to school, school at 5.45 a.m.? Well, I used to, like, my dad had to be at his work at 7 a.m. So even though my school didn't start until 8, I had to wake up with my dad at 5 in the morning. So we would oh. be, so we would actually be coming out of our house at 6. So... You know, oh, who knows? But it's it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's morning. Let's say that it's six a.m. already. <laughs> yeah. So six a.m. is the time. The parking lot. So they had like a few minutes in the parking lot. <clears throat> and and you know maybe it's not something that is culturally ours, but you know I have seen a lot of you know, other cultures that have no problem sending their kids to school, walking, and, yeah. you know, like really little kids, like you, you would not even dream about sending your kids that small by themselves to school, but other cultures do. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting factor to add to the fact that it really caused a commotion in the community, in the vicinity, and especially in the building. And then she goes, Quincy, Stop eavesdropping and drive. And he's actually hearing <laughs> what the people are saying. He's like, God bless the good Samaritan who called the cops in the nick of time. And she's like, we haven't slept in two freaking days. And he's like, shush, I want to hear what they're saying about me. It's like, listen, this is not the time to self-serve. Like, we, we are on the time crunch, buddy. Oh my god! So I think all the damage that the car has. So nice, like it's. But what about me? Like, let me hear about me. <laughs> oh my god! And it's you can see that Poppy is kind of like you know she has like the little vein in her head, like she's about had, and she's kind of like like you know like Quincy, like you know she's she's getting physical it's, it's, in in it's, like, the little hamster yeah, is angry. <laughs> Yeah, the little hamster is like about done. And she's like, please just just move. And we see that Tora is on the phone mm -hmm. as well. And then it's like we were all sound asleep. And that thing was so silent. It, it's not for that person who knows what would have happened. So he's still enjoying the fact that yeah, he's, yeah, he's being he's, a hero. He's, he's being praised right now. <laughs> yeah, he's been praised. Oh, like dude. he's a hero, you know. Sorry, Quincy. Like, he's the hero. He's like, okay, I might have accidentally killed people, but I'm still the hero here. <laughs> exactly. Like, look no. at all those children that I saved. Right. <laughs> he probably like doesn't that. get enough validation from his father, as we know, and from people around him. You know, the his main social life or the people that, like, are supposed to count, the mafia people, they look at him as, like, a big wimp. So, yeah. yeah. 
this is like his, he's finally getting recognition for being brave. It's not something he normally gets recognition for. Yeah. He likes and like doing something naughty because, you know, he called the cops, right? You know, the prince of the mafia called the cops. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm being praised for being a hero. And I also do something a little naughty. Like I call the cops. Like who is <laughs> I am, I'm praised by the cops. Exactly. <laughs> the irony of that. <laughs> so I didn't get any validation from my father, but well, yeah, it's from law enforcement. <laughs> and then we hear Torah. He's like, "Step on the goddamn pedal before we get pulled over, Quinn. We'll be stuck in this state till the nightfall at the speed you're going." And then we see that he has sent the picture that Poppy took to Gius and he's asking for an ID ASAP. Mm -hmm. So we know that already, you know, he's in work mode. He's like, who is this bitch? Who are these people? And we were mm -hmm. talking about that, you know, him kind of hesitating and letting her take the picture. And because he knows, he's like, I can't fuck you up right now because I don't have the time or the resource, but I'm going to get you later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was a good thing that she took that picture and he, and then goes Quincy again. I know, I know, just give me a sec. And then we see the next panel, actually Poppy turns around and she looks at Tora and she goes, Tora, your arm's bleeding. And he goes, huh? I didn't notice. And this is actually amazing because we see him and he goes, patch me up. And he kind of squeezes her in. And Raluca and I were talking about this, uh, you know, as a parallel to the, you know, the episode where she says that she loves him and he completely shuts her out. And then afterwards, you see on the artwork revision, Lily actually included those two panels that for us really made a difference because you can see the point where he gets this memory of this interaction with his mom and how his mom shutted him out. Mm -hmm. and, and then he actually recognizes the behavior in the way that he did it to Poppy. Yeah. yeah. And he, he acknowledges like, oh shit, I fucked up. And for me, this panel is so amazing because that touched me up means so much than just you know put a band-aid over a scratch you know he's actually opening himself up to to her to be vulnerable and to actually experience what his mom didn't get to experience which was him showing yeah. his support yeah and now we see that he's allowing poppy to be there for him which is something that Raluca was saying, you know, that he, he lets her be his support, you know, he, and, you know, this man, Quincy has said it a thousand times, this man doesn't ask for help no. in any shape of, of form. So you, I'm pretty sure that the only person that he has told in a very angry manner to patch him up is probably a clan doctor. You know, and so she probably's never been patched up unless like someone else sat him down and made him get like stitches because he's like bleeding profusely and he's gonna die without it. He can't but I wouldn't even be surprised if like Torah knows how to like stitch himself up. 
Yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah, like, fuck exactly. it, I'm not going to have someone else touch me. And you can see, you know, like Patty was saying, how, how he he's still, you know, he's still showing with his body, his physicality, you know, his love for her, how he squeezes her, her to him. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's a complete 180 from we, the bedroom. In the, the episode with, uh, with Joe, when he came to Alice's restaurant with a broken, with a broken jaw with, and uh, then Joe was giving him a, a talk like, get this money and go see your doctor, you stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you little brat. You little brat, go see, go see and make better and do better. Uh, but uh, even then he acted brave and uh, he he put up this this front like that's not, that's not a big deal that's that's fine i'm fine i'm mm-hmm. okay so this Which then makes you thing, yeah this little thing okay patch me up i didn't know this for me it's fine i it's just a grace i didn't for me it doesn't matter but it matters to you mm-hmm. and this is him opening up like okay i am allowing you to I am accepting your care I am accepting your worries and I I am I am being I'm showing a little vulnerability here yeah so that's that's really 180 from from the bedroom episode yeah yeah and I know that obviously we're in an enclosed space and they don't have a lot of space to move around but if you see him, like he's completely open now. Whereas before he, he gave her his back, he didn't want her touching him. You know, she tried to stay connected by grabbing his arm, by grabbing his shirt. And he was like having none of that. And now it's the complete opposite. Now he's like squeezing her to him. I want to be as close as possible. I want, you know, I want to feel your warmth. I want to feel your presence, you know, in, in, like I'm, I'm see, open. You can see from the background as well that it's it's lighter. The mood is lighter. They are safe for now. They are, uh, like they they can finally draw in a breath. They can they can breathe easily now, and they can focus more on uh the aftermath. Let's say in on yeah, and, and the next panel it says is her response, and I found this so cute because it really shows how well they communicate without having to say any words because you see that she gets like a little flush and she she goes oh okay so Mm -hmm. she understands the message like she understands that it's not just oh patch me up it's a grace she understands what he's doing and how he corrected his behavior from before you know it's like Mm -hmm. before when I was in the pits of despair that she knew that he was I completely shut you out and I'm not gonna do that again and yeah. she understands and you can see that a little bit dumb like oh okay okay and she goes and she says okay I'm gonna grab the bandages real quick and we see Quincy's face you know with the bags under his eyes <laughs> like he is driving like an old man He's driving like an old man. And then we see that he's actually looking from the rear view mirror. <laughs> juicy old booty. 
<laughs> wiggle, wiggle. You know, wriggle, wriggle. There oh my gosh. Wiggle, so when, when I was reading this episode, it, it uploaded, it originally uploaded when I was working at the shop on Saturday. And so I like ran to the back sewing room to like read it quietly by myself while I had the moment. And then my seven-year-old nephew comes into the sewing room holding food and is like trying to feed me while I'm trying to read this. And this was what was on my iPad. And he's like, what's that? Honestly, what are you reading? Nothing. <laughs> so all he saw, all my seven-year-old nephew saw it was, a, was a little poppy butt. It's just like... Jeez. Auntie, what are you reading? Can I read I it too? You're trying to be alone for like a moment. <laughs> in eleven years, my dear, in eleven years, you'll be ready to to read if you want. Not yet. Yes. And then we see Quincy is actually the one looking through the the rearview mirror, but we see a little pop up. Keeping a close eye on those speed bumps, like a good Samaritan, Quince. <laughs> <laughs> so we see. We see our little jelly possessive little Torah coming out, you know, like he's still calling him out like, hey, hey, stop. His haggard face, his haggard face. I love his haggard face. Yeah, it's like, I can't, I can't even enjoy good ass, like, thanks, bro. Poor Quincy. Quincy is like, he's, um, he's, uh, maybe the word is too strong, but I'm gonna say like a little addicted. He He's got this, like, need I, I think maybe it's because he doesn't actually have a relationship in his life but you see that he's constantly you know he's very flirtatious and like he seems to you know have random hookups um I feel like he's missing something in his life where he's constantly you know looking out for that that maybe that warmth that he doesn't have like a really like intimacy that he anyway it, it just seems like a little bit uh you know much <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think he, he he values his freedom very much and um he is free to date whoever he wants, whenever he wants. And even if now he has a crush on Poppy or uh appreciates her uh endowments, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just it's just in his nature, like he's a okay, flirt. I think I think Quincy. I mean, Quincy is naturally a very sexual person that appreciates other people's sexuality and sensuality, and I don't think it. You know, he. I think you know what he has when he looks at Poppy is more like an appreciation for her womanly body, but I don't think it goes past that. I think it's all very superficial. You know, because he's just a very sexual person that appreciates other people, you know? In, and and in I think how, also, piggybacking into, into what you're saying, Vero, I think at the beginning, I think he thought that Tora's infatuation with Poppy was purely physical. Yeah. And there yeah. is a moment... Uh, that I I always say that it was kind of like my aha moment for Quincy when he's talking with her like when they're moving her in her apartment and you see that uh, he says something about Torah and she laughs 
mm-hmm. and you see that he he looks at her but like really looks at her and yeah. for me that was the pom- the moment when he said ah ha so this is what torah sees you know mm-hmm. the, the fact that it's not just that she's a curvy brunette which is something that i think he thought was torah's feelings for her because even when he's in moon right that he's talking with Quincy he's like I'm sorry you're gonna tell her what yeah it's like he, he's actually kind of acting like really like this chick like I don't think he truly understood when, but everything when, that Tora has done when yeah. she brought Ben sorry for interrupting when when she brought Ben to Quincy's apartment and he was looking after her when she when she went to the bedroom and he was like, okay, yeah, totally his type. So he, right. she has a curvy body, she has a nice ass, but okay, it's it's totally Torah's type. So he judged her by her looks. He found her mildly attractive, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, Torah's type, but he wasn't invested in her until he realized her spirit. Exactly. And that, that moment was what, what you were saying uh, in, in the yeah it's like he he understood like oh this is the appeal this this is what he's seeing that i used to see before and i think from that moment forward he started to see poppy in a different light as well but i think for him it was more in the light of he's looking at her as a person also and we were talking about this in the last podcast right mindy when we said that you know i i i we believe that quincy may not be in love with poppy but we can definitely see him loving Poppy, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, as a person, as a friend, as a sister, yeah. as a, you know, so it's, is And feel sexually attracted to her. Yeah, and sexually attracted to her, you know, he can but have. Quincy's sexually attracted to, like, everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because he's very Quincy's close. Quincy's literally sexually attracted her. to everyone. He's just everyone. very openly sexual. Mm-hmm. I would put it past him to be sexually attracted by Torah as well, so. Mm-hmm. I think he's sexually attracted to Torah. Oh, he's absolutely sexually attracted to Torah. I mean, he Torah one hundred percent. Torah is part of his novels. Torah is right. He's paying attention. We have the next panel, and she's saying, "There, shoulder all done." Oh wait, I I do have a question. Yeah. What what is Poppy doing by grabbing her butt? Oh, because she noticed that Quincy. Because since Torah said that little mark poppy realized that her ass was on full display for for quincy to see and she's like what (laughs) i think she's actually like pulling down her shorts like the little foot she's like like trying to like hide her butt a little bit (laughs) yeah very effectively with her tiny little hands yeah Yeah. very effective and Tori's kind of like looking to the side like "Mm." he's like i'm not looking i'm not looking I'm, I'm behaving, Bobby. I'm behaving. Yeah, but I, I bet she wouldn't mind if Tora would have looked. So no, oh, she would definitely no. want Tora to look at look at her. Just not Quincy. Interesting observation that Tora uh, called Quincy Good Samaritan. That, that <laughs> yeah. she was listening to what the cops were saying while mm. to do the the picture. So he's multitasking like hell. Of course, yeah. like. Tora sees and notices everything. 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 He does not let anything 
get yeah. past him. I think you noticed how, how Quincy appreciates Pop is, I love you, that flew over his head by a mile. Yeah, I don't think he did, it did, but the shock was definitely And there. yes, he said it, I think it was his blind spot. Well, he definitely didn't expect her to say that. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but I don't think it flew over his head. I know, I know those three little words are still ringing in his head. Yeah. And I think, and I think also he knows the fact that he didn't say it back is playing a lot into his physicality when it comes to her. Uh, sorry, I meant before she said it. The fact ah, that before she said him, he had no idea. So before she said it, the, the, the fact that she, she was in love with him, he, he was totally blind to it. Okay. So she says, all right, uh, there, shoulder all done. Good thing it wasn't a very bad grace. And I absolutely love this panel. It's, mm -hmm. you know, she's- It's like this little turning point in their relationship. Yeah. Where it's just like, there's, there's like a certain level of acceptance that has happened here, where it's like almost like a little glimpse into what their futures together will be like, you know, he comes home after a hard day of like, you know, killing people and stuff like that. And he's all injured and he's like, you know, patch me up. And she's like, yes, I will patch you up. My, hard, my hardworking man. <laughs> Domestic Bliss Mafia Edition. Yes, absolutely. Let me tell you, man, she's, she's checking all those moth white boxes. I know. Like, yeah. just like, let me just do this real quick. You know, like, it's only a matter of time before Poppy learns how to, like, suture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she will learn yeah. how to suture, and she will do it so well because she has those steady artist hands. Mm. Yeah, and not only yeah. that, but she's used to, I mean, she's not queasy around blood, and she has she's already... Not. And she has already mentioned that she was a very clumsy child. So mm -hmm. she's used to patching maybe even herself up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? And yeah. it's a matter of time. She's gonna learn how to how to how to suture. And she'll exactly. just stitch them up. You know, this and is a glimpse into their future. This is how they're gonna be. This they're going to just Aww. he's gonna come home all roughed up and she's just gonna make him feel better. Yep. <laughs> and I have I, I screenshotted this comment that I saw uh, on Patreon and I want to share it because I, at the time I didn't have like the words to kind of uh, express what that panel evoked. And Eliana, if you're listening to the podcast, baby girl, this was, I hope you get forehead kisses every day for the rest of your life and all the lights turn green when you go home. Uh, Eliana said, Poppy patching up his grace with bandages right after his not so great flashback of him giving his mom bandages. Mm. It's almost like she's healing two things at once, his arm and his inner child. And I yes. thought that was such a, a good way to represent that switch in his mentality, you know, how he corrected that you know he he no longer has to partake in the same trauma over and over again you know now he has someone that 
he openly allows to take care of him, someone that he's openly vulnerable and won't hold it against him, which is, I think, something that he has had for a very long time, you know, using his weaknesses against him. Mm -hmm. If Patty, if Patty were on right now, she would be saying that this is Poppy reparenting. Oh, for sure. For (laughs) sure. You know it. You know, Patty would go there. Yeah, if Patty were here with us, that's what she would say to this panel. And I kind of don't want to get like too much into the reparenting thing because I know Patty really want to get into that, into her analysis. And I'm I'm so like, I want her to reach this episode and all of this, like this whole arc, I want her to reach it on on her own analysis because I know that she's going to give a, a lot of insight into that. Yeah. So I didn't want to kind of like go too much into it, but I thought Eliana's comment was just like, yeah. And another and another thing from from that same post, and uh, it came actually from Lily. And I thought it was so beautifully worded and and really encompasses what I've been feeling from him from this whole arc. And Lily said, um, let me see. Uh, He's become emboldened in a way that he hasn't been since they first met. The difference is, is no longer the arrogance of a man who has nothing to lose, but the strong, quiet confidence of a man who's found the road that will finally lead him home. Yeah. And that's definitely what I've been feeling from Tora since the moment that she said, I love you. You know, it's like this acceptance you know, we talked about it before on the last episode, how kind of he has been with one foot in the clan and one foot in the possibility of the life that he could have. And now, since the moment that she said those words, it's like a switch went off in his brain and he's completely invested. And there's no doubt in his mind that this is the road, like this is the moment that he has been waiting for. You know, he was just kind of like existing up until she you know they found each other and up until that moment he's been kind of like on and off like I I, you know I'm going to push her away this this is going to end badly you know I have all of my shit I'm so fucked up but it's the acceptance of having not having to question her feelings anymore and just you know being in that confidence that I know where I'm going and I know this is my future now. Like I'm, I'm 100% clear that mm-hmm. this is where I want to go. And it translates so beautiful. Like he's just, he's not even looking at her. He's looking at her bandaging him. Mm. He's like, yeah, you know, with a little blush on his face, you know, so cute. And then he activates the smolder. This man. No, and then my God. Mulder is on. It is on. It is on, girl. <laughs> He's not thinking of the curse anymore. Um, uh, I think there is a part of him that is still. Yeah, I mean, this these are all traumas that he has, like throughout his life. I don't think her saying "I love you" is going to change all of that overnight. Uh, I do think that he still has a lot of. I mean, and he says it like poppy line i am a goddamn mess right now but if you give me a little bit more time i'll get there i'll get there to the point where i'm i'm good enough for you and i think that's where he's striving now towards to be a better man 
for her to make choices that are, are going to be for them, better for them. I'm thinking that he's fighting himself. Like so far he fought himself to stay away from her or not to get too invested. But once she flipped the switch, as you said, and I agree, now he's fighting himself to get rid of, of the baggage. And I think that he doesn't want to believe in the curse. Mm. Maybe he believed it before, or maybe he still believes it, but I don't, I think he doesn't want to be tied in by it. Like when he said, get out of my head. Mm -hmm. It's for me, that was a, a, a step in breaking the cycle. Mm. I, I, I do not have to accept this as being the, as being my, yeah i don't want to accept this as being my 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 whole life my my truth yeah i so. think i think maybe part of the curse is for you know to break that curse a part of him does have to die and i think that is like his old life mm. you know like his old life dies for right. them to have their like new life together and so until that happens you know I do think that he's always going to be like he'll I don't think he's as long as he knows that the current life that he lives will always put Poppy in danger he's he's not going to allow himself to be fully in it still mm -hmm. because he cares for her too much for that to happen because he's always going to worry about her safety I think the more time he spends with Poppy and the more he she shows him that she's there for him, no matter what, being that they go through a shooting or she patches him up or she stays with him in silence or she cracks awkward jokes to deflect and to lighten up the mood. So I think the more time he spends with her, the more emboldened he feels. Yeah. So the, the more fight spirit he has and the more courage to okay i'm gonna i'm gonna fix this i'm gonna find a way to fix this to 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 have it all mm -hmm. and you see also in the context of what they're doing right now she just survived her first shootout and she's and yeah. she's and still she's, with him not scared of and she's stuck yeah, she's not in shock. She's patching him up. She's like, there, all done. Thank God it wasn't something more. <laughs> he was in shock for two days. She was panicking after her break-in after. So now she was shot at. Mm -hmm. She was with him. So I think that one a part of herself was like, okay, if Tora is here, I'm safe no matter what. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think he feels that too. That that uh, responsibility that you know he puts her trust, trust in him. Yeah, she trusts me with her safety. So like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be her knight in shining armor. You know, I'm gonna be the hero that she thinks I am. Because mm -hmm. up up until this point, he's been looking at himself as a villain, as a super villain, mm -hmm. and then all, all of a sudden, she's like trying to change the script, like 
All of a sudden, she says to him, you're a hero to us, to all of us. Yeah. You're a hero. Which then takes it back to the the, the hoodie that she has of him oh, that says yeah. Superman on the back. Mm -hmm. the it's thing. like there's so many like full circles happening. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's never going back into Torah's closet. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's never oh, well. Has is this still in her apartment? Has it has maybe maybe that's also been stolen together with a picture of Poppy's mom? <laughs> it better not have been. It's probably oh, it's probably somewhere. Now. She has two now. She has the Superman jacket and he has she has his t-shirt, uh, his dinosaur t-shirt. Right. Oh, yeah. such a cute t-shirt. Yeah. And then we go, she obviously get, gets very flustered when he goes, oh, Eugene Fitzherbert, the small girl on her. So she goes uh, and she pushes his face. <laughs> and she's like, steal your head away from me a little. I think I see some gadgets on your neck. And this is what I love about them, how they can just crack a joke like anytime. And he's like, yeah, take your time. And we're going to stuck in this little shithole for a year at this rate. Uh, and I hear him we, say, take your time. To me, it's like he likes to be taken care of. This is like the only time he's allowing himself to be taken care of and he's relishing it. And he's, he's yeah. going to savor it. Yes. Yeah. He's like, sure, yeah. take your time. Touch me. Like, right. you know, like those gentle you know, yeah, you know, like the monkeys, like, yeah, como que pulgame, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, That's Quincy, awesome. yeah, Quincy says, well, we actually have only 200 miles to go. Be patient. And could you love birds kindly put on your seatbelt, please? Um, Quincy, this is a two-seater, like, like how are they gonna put a seatbelt on over like, the both of them? <laughs> like calm down, Gramps. And then we start to see that someone is acting up, doing little sound noises like, Ooh, ah, oh fuck, oh fuck, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe our boy is getting a little bit delirious uh we're going he's now definitely on. he's definitely um, like delirious from lack of sleep right now it's really catching up I honestly yeah and I think confused. he's fucking around with Quincy too that's what I thought I thought he was just that's a warning Quincy oh he's definitely fucking with Quincy absolutely he's definitely fucking he's he's putting Quincy in an awkward situation so that it entices him to drive faster he's blowing <laughs> up his territory yes yeah. yeah and he's like well Quincy you wanted material for your novel by eavesdropping last night I'm gonna give you material here you go <laughs> and now it's kind of interesting to see how the roles switch because remember we had in the last two episodes Torah dad like dad Torah trying to gather all his chickens Where are your shoes? come on like come on <laughs> let's go god damn it Quincy in the back and now he's like Qu Quincy has actually assumed the position of the dad and he's like this teenagers like can you <laughs> hold you know put a put stop on your horniness for a second <laughs> and they're just kind of like messing around and she's giggling she's giggling like can we just... the antics are just so funny yeah it's you know she's like another mob wife but <laughs> check she's like tora stop that i didn't even touch you and she's she's giggling again and he's like not with your hand oh my god <laughs> you know funny. with a little 
with the little street slang, like you suck. <laughs> You're such a thug. And then obviously we see that this completely irritates Quincy. <laughs> he's actually even sweating. Like you can see his arm. Like, I know. He's like, which, by the so way, right that, now. That forearm, like, yeah. boy. I mean, Quincy is packing. Works out. Works out. And then he just kind of like slams on the accelerator. <laughs> and yeah, then like breaks, no, but... we go off, we ride off into the sunrise. <laughs> to where we don't know. I know. What is this 200 miles? Like, are they going to Felicia Bay? Oh, we don't know. I yeah, like, I, I assume it's Felicia Bay, but. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I'm assuming. So I, I have a little thought. It would make sense to go to Felicia Bay. I mean, it's, it's in a clan neutral area. But I feel that maybe they will go to Moonbright. And that is equal parts exciting and horrifying to me. <laughs> exciting mm -hmm. because it will be Poppy's two worlds colliding now you know, her personal life in Moonbright, meaning her granny and yeah. her family finally meeting, you know, Torah and the whole mess that she's in. And it's equal parts horrifying because it's her two worlds colliding, you know, her grandmother, you know, meeting Torah. And yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if they would go. But Quincy doesn't know there. Well, Moonbright is. Mm. I I don't know because they wouldn't want to put Poppy's grandmother in danger if they're being followed. Yeah. They wouldn't want to trace it back to like Poppy wouldn't want to trace it back to her grandmother. She would want to be as far away from anyone that could end up being collateral damage. So she wouldn't she wouldn't want to be close to her grandmother. She wouldn't want to be close to her dean or Jacob or anything like that. She would want to be as far away from all the people that she cares about because what if what if a tracker was put on Quincy's car? What if they actually did because they don't know that they don't know Quincy. They don't know, you know, they knew Tora's car. You don't know if they don't know Quincy's yeah. car. And they definitely need to rest. Like it's not at this point they have to go someplace and just rest. Yeah, sleep. They need they need to sleep and they need to like basically try to come up with a plan because right now they did two they did two things they that they have to worry about. There's gonna be consequences of the meeting with the clan elders and Vincent. Mm -hmm. We still yeah. haven't seen how that is going to blow over. Yeah, like the same night still. Yeah, we're still in it the same the night. It is the same night. That we're clan coup happened. Torah went and we you know, also have Martin. The CDs. We also, yeah, we also like, have Martin and Sarge. And I didn't like the look that Martin gave Torah when they were leaving mm. because that promised payback. Yeah, like so I feel like there's. For them would be in the Altan family. No, for sure. I mean, Tora already, I mean, he, I think he did Vincent that as a last favor. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm going to go get your shit because I, 
yeah, when, yeah. He did, when he did that, I know a lot of people were confused. Like, but why would he do that? Or why would he destroy, uh, you know, Vincent's dirt? And I think that was a very strategic move. That was the closure. That was the, the yeah. Final. That was Torres' closure. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. But, he I, but I also think it was very strategic. I think it was also very strategic of Tora of Tora to do that because while Vincent may be um the downside of power, he still has a lot of key players under his command. Mm-hmm. And he's he, you know, he's he's very volatile. So and I think Tora understands that better than anyone. So I I thought it was very strategic of him to do that, not only as closure, but maybe to kind of send a message to Vincent that, that yes, this is closure for me, but you know, he didn't even tell him that he had destroyed it. We we kind of assumed that he destroyed it, but he didn't tell Vincent that he destroyed it. He's like, you just have to keep guessing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very strategic of him to not tell him like, yeah, I got your shit and I destroyed it. He just said, I found it. And he's like, well, are you gonna bring it to me? And he's like, nope. Mm-hmm. live with it and I thought that was very strategic of him to kind of have like that ace yeah, in the that, back. that is the exchange of power when mm-hmm. uh, outranked Vincent in terms of of the power in the clan yeah but I think you know maybe they won't go to Moonbright because you're right you know putting Granny in that position but I also think or how long can can you avoid this? Yeah, you know, leader, he has to do something. You know, I'm sure they have you know, daily the operations or whatever. Future, for for the foreseeable future, she's on the run. She's numbered still. You know, this uh, just because Quincy said that he was going to take over, which he hasn't yet. He just announced that he was going to hmm. do it. That is yeah. a possibility. They go to Felicia Bay because nobody knows about it. Yeah they might be safe there or they might go to a different place maybe in Quincy another safe house the beach house yeah who knows I know I wouldn't mind them going to Felicia Bay mm-hmm. yeah. like that would be nice if they went to Felicia Bay we need we need a reprieve we, we, we take ghosts over attackers any day we need at least like a downtime arc Please, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not too much excitement and and too much like so much lately. And actually, now that you mention it, I remember that uh, Detective Lane was in Felicia Bay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Lily didn't put her there as you know as a happy coincidence. Yeah. So maybe she sees them. Maybe she sees the car. Now they're in a yellow car which is a little bit more, you know, noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Straight with blood. <laughs> and no, gunshot. They drive a car covered with blood and bullets and, and like... We have to pull over and clean it. I know, they gotta do something. Like, it could look like beat up, but I don't think they can continue driving a car that's covered in blood. I mean, that's what's gonna happen, but it's not what... <laughs> that's what makes me believe that they will go to everybody's, in everybody's business in Moonbright. So people yeah. see a car like that on the Oh, street. yeah. Also, like, she's got those nosy neighbors. 
-hmm. like those gossipy hens, like they're not going to move right. She's too noticed there. Mm. Yeah, they're not going to move right. They're going, they're, they're like, it's either Felicia Bay or somewhere else. That well, I know how, how petty Tora is. So, <laughs> I, I was just looking over the, the last few panels. He's he's paying Quincy back for looking at her at her bum. Uh, <laughs> probably also paying Quincy back from having to listen to all his sex noises all the time. Maybe. Yeah, that too as well. But oh, it's probably exactly what he does. I'm and also going I mean, through, he's, oh, he's go always forced to listen to all of Quincy's sex noises. And going through her lingerie. Oh, lingerie. Yeah. Getting Poppy a maid outfit. Like, come on. Costumes. There's so much that 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 Tora can pay. Yeah. For. I, I think Tora willingly overlooked many of Quincy's, let's say, trespassings toward Poppy. Like yeah. in the beginning, in the beginning, before she said I love you, he was okay, it's not my business. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to uh, hear what are what uh, are they saying. So he was still reserved, but once she said "I love you," it's like she claimed him. And now, whenever Quincy trespasses with her, like when when they were in the apartment and he was grabbing her, and he was with the gun, we would just put her down. Or if you value your safety, that's. Yeah. That's the same attitude right now. Oh, you looked at her. Now you have to hear me that she she is taking care of me and not of you. That's that's pettiness and jealousy, and I love it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's getting paid back for all the times that he couldn't or he didn't want to say anything or he didn't care. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And we also have a bet. I mean, she owes him being on the putting on the maid outfit. Or ah, that's true. He said, I'm going to take you to Rescue Louise, but maid outfit for a week? Maid outfit, maid outfit for a week. So <laughs> I think we might be seeing pop cooking and maybe cleaning. <laughs> In a maid outfit. Yeah, but Quincy can't be around for that. Tora no. would never allow Quincy <laughs> to see Poppy in that maid outfit. And I actually, I, I don't know if, if we've seen it, but I, I think uh, before, before we, we came back from uh, from hiatus, I think Lily had had shared like a preview and it was Poppy in the in the maid outfit, kind of looking like very, very sensual. Yeah. Like pin up? Did that? Did yeah. that kind of came out? It, I think no? it, it was with his imagination. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was his, yeah, it was. It was. Okay. A, don't, don't mind me then. Don't mind me then. Forget, forget. I mentioned it, but yeah, I think <laughs> you know. I think we definitely need like a few episodes of downtime. You know, let them rest. Let them have a shower. Let them get a good, a good night's sleep. Yeah. Let them cuddle, please. Like I'm, I would be okay if Lily does a few episodes of what she calls the middle child episodes, where it's just like, or the saggy middle episode. What she oh, calls yeah. those? <laughs> the saggy middle episodes. I forget what she calls those. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like because they need a break. They yeah, need they a break. Do. They all need they're, a break. I mean, yeah, I don't want a break, but they need a break. <laughs> they've been through a lot. They've been running. They've been stressed. And I also think there's going to come a moment where everything's going to boil over because it's, there's been a lot of emotions in the 
in the past few days and hours. Oh, Kalika. I think she got disconnected. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Let me message her, but we, we do have to finish up. So, um, yeah, I guess let's, can we, uh, what's our, everyone's favorite panel? Oh, obviously it's the smolder. <laughs> it's gotta be the smolder. That smolder was so good. I mean, it's just like, That's obviously this will be a sticker on something of mine very soon. Oh, yes. This, this is the, this is my favorite. My favorite. I mean, this one too. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, this one too. That's my favorite. Why, what is your um, name? I'm just, obviously, it's going to be one of Quincy. I'm just trying to see which one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like all the holy shit ones. Okay, I'm just going to go with the one where he's panicking afterwards. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. You're okay, you're okay, you're okay. Because he's so cute and so endearing and so adorable. Mm -hmm. yeah oh. that one yeah this one Raylika said that her internet went down okay yeah she's coming back yeah. in a minute um I love that one yeah. I mean it's everything the whole artwork is I mean it's just been like episode after episode it's just so good you know like mm -hmm. all the details and and how the story has progressed you know like it, it's been fast but at the same time you know everything has been so very like the storytelling has been mm -hmm. yes 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 absolutely right. um i'm not sure to wait for ralu but i guess the last thing i just um decided to add a audience question so like a question for the audience to answer at the end so um Whoever's listening, you can write in the comments, either YouTube or Instagram or wherever, uh, Spotify. Um, what do you do you think Quincy has killed people or not? We discussed it. So let's see what the audience thinks if they if he has or hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Let us know what you think about Quincy. Yep. Um, yeah, Ralu, sorry. I think we're gonna finish up. But thank you so much for for joining Eileen, Veronica, and Raluca. It was awesome, an awesome episode. And thanks so much. Thank you. you. Hope you guys like it. Have a hey, great time, guys. Thank you to my current patrons Lily, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tuggles, Anne Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Esther. I'm watching you people Emily, Jean, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, Sadie, Teresa, Mrs. Castaldo, Amapora, Ruby, Sufia, and Serena. Your support is truly appreciated.